Hello, listeners. We are so excited to be back after our long break. Today's conversation went pretty long. We missed one another and we had a great conversation that, um, yeah, just got a little lengthy, but we think is good. So we're breaking it into two parts and you're welcome to part two of Blessing in Boundaries. Hello, I'm Emily Dean. And I'm Kim Highland. And we're your hosts for You're Not That Special. Where we share conversations about the wonder and joy of our everyday lives. And we're so glad you're here. Well, and even if you don't have kids, you know, you're not just a worker. Right. You know, so you don't just wake up to do your work, to go to bed so that you can get back at your work the yeah. next day. Yeah. And and I'm not just a mother. I'm also a wife. Right. I'm also a daughter. I'm also a friend. And if I act like, you know, I'm just a mother or even just a housekeeper, because I think the line gets blurred sometimes. Right. And we're like, there are so many duties within this house that I have to keep up with that I'm more focused really on being a housekeeper than on a mother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get distracted sometimes by our our, our titles and forget that we are all these other things. And if I look at myself as, you know, a daughter, a wife, a mother, a friend, you know, there are all these different aspects of what I am and what I bring to a day and also of what I need. I need that rest Mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm here to give, but I'm also here to receive. And, you know, women are just, that's, like we're always doing that. We're always giving from an an empty cup. Mm-hmm. And well, it's easy, yeah. To well, you just think it's kind of your job. Like yeah. I've got to give all that I can, right? Or to give until all the needs are met, and that's the and they will never, be, never met. be met. I remember feeling that way. Um, one about needs, but also just about like, I'll rest when the house is clean. Oof. <laughs> and, you know, I had just this unrealistic ideal of what in the house, yeah, the standard for the house. And I was like, I'm never going to rest if I wait to yeah. rest till the house is clean. So when I began to, I'm like, no, I'm going to rest. Once dinner's done, I'm going to clean up the dishes and, you know, and now it's time to rest. Right. Not only when I sleep. Right. Yeah. And that became time for, you know, to, again, just enjoy. I've got that, that word right there. Mm -hmm. I, you know, on our, I have a, um, just the word enjoy on the wall. And I remember when I hung that up, I mean, that was literally what I was like, I need to see that. I need to remember in the busyness of enjoy. all of this life to enjoy it. It's it's the tasks that we have in a day get so, our, our value system gets so out of whack. Yeah. So that, you know, the necessary evils of the day become our our values and our they become ideals. the end instead of the means. Exactly. Right. I made a list just last night of the things that are important 
the things that are important in a day. Mm-hmm. And it was right after I listened to that interview with John Eldridge and he talks so much about being outside. He talks a lot about, you know, the distraction of media and, but not just of media, just of our lives. The rhythm right. of our lives is so crazy that we are trying to live at the pace of the swipe and the like. Mm. That is the rhythm of our lives mm. that we don't, that we can't even, we feel burdened by answering a text message right oh this is so cumbersome yeah so we send a thumbs up instead which i'm not saying i send thumbs up too because i don't like to be on my phone but it's just an illustration he used to show like we this is how fast we live right that we feel you know interrupted by like a message from a friend yeah and and just acknowledging that and and realizing the challenge of that and the well I the think we need to get it. we need to get rebellious and say no, no. yeah like that's not <laughs> going to be I am not going to live right. at the edge of my margin think about that sentence the edge of my margin mm-hmm. well it's not really margin anymore <laughs> if I'm living at the edge of right, it right. you know like he talked about I loved this phrase he said take back the real estate of your attention and I was like uh, Oh my gosh. Like, because I have so many good things that I learn in a day between great conversations, things I read, things I listen to, Mm -hmm. but the amount that they're allowed to simmer and boil down and become something that I can actually use depends on the margin in my day to be able to contemplate it that's so good and we just we just take in we take take in in and and i really think that that is somehow beneficial to us and i really want to close the gap between the information that i get and the action that i take in my life yeah and i think right now we're just kind of like we are information junkies and it just kind of swirls around and every now and again there's the idea that because i've swallowed this it's going to influence and make change but there is so much about you know just being able to the time to process it and you know what yeah as you're talking i'm thinking about you know that you quoted from charlotte mason who lived we're pretty sure in the 1800s Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um and how she was saying during this age of right. you know, and, and whatever the you know the the challenge was, and how you know even then extraordinary pressure educational and social right and in so the eighteen hundreds in the eighteen hundreds where we we t- tend to think back on you know we we do tend to romanticize the past but there were there were unique challenges during that time to being human and I was sharing with you earlier today about reading this autobiography of a woman who was in academia in the 40s and 50s and was she was a philosophy instructor Alice von Hildenbrand and she um Talked just it's just fascinating to read how as she was teaching philosophy and taking a stand for objective truth, she was so um, resisted, ostracized, and ostracized and, and mistreated, really. And so it just it caught me by surprise that this is something that someone was dealing with in the 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was in academia, which is always you know a bit ahead of the culture. Point being, I think it's easy to think that we 
our situation, our challenges, you know, like living with social media, living um, at this really fast pace, that somehow it's unprecedented, that yeah. nobody has dealt with what we deal with. Yeah. And maybe they haven't dealt with the flavor of it, mm-hmm. but it's just life. And each time an era has its challenges. Mm-hmm. And it's encouraging to me to think, okay, this is our challenge, but and we'll and we can manage it. Yeah. We can navigate it just like they have, you know, yeah. all throughout history. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. It just it helps me to not feel so, oh my gosh, it's just so overwhelming. Um that this is just life. This is everybody has their their thing that right. they have to figure out how do I live wisely yeah. in this place of you know, this this new iteration of distraction. Yeah. And I think it's freeing because we have choice. This is not, we're not imprisoned. We have choice around these things. Yeah. And becoming aware of it is not, you know, to go, oh, woe is me, I live in this time. But to go, oh, I I live in in this time. So these are ways that I can I can push back and I can just take ownership, you know? We right. we don't See, understand and we You're do not, not understand our time. own agency. Right. You know, J.R.R. Tolkien talked about that in um, Ooh, Lord of the Rings buffs are going to hate me for this. I can't remember if it was Samwise or Frodo or who he's talking to, <laughs> but one of the little guys and Gandalf says to him, one of the hobbits is like, I, I wish I had not lived to see these days. Um, and Gandalf says, we don't choose um, what days we live to see, but how we live in them. And I was like, oof, because that's J.R.R. Tolkien, which was what, 19? Yeah, he was in, well, he probably wrote Something. Lord of the Rings in the 50s or 60s, yeah. Okay. And and he had lived, I mean, he had fought in World War One. And he's saying, you know, we don't choose what times we live, but how we live in them. And I mean, if you look at the Bible, like there have been some pretty nasty times already. It's not like we're the first Well, I mean, people. if you look at the Bible and are really like, really ponder it, we're in paradise. Yeah. I mean, this is utopia. Right. <laughs> and it's not. I mean, it has its problems, but uh, yeah, that's always refreshing to think. And they were dealing with this, this, and this. Right. Yeah, my life's a little bit. Okay. Horrendous sin that was well, sin, just every day. Yeah. And it wasn't called sin. It was commonplace. Yeah. It was cultural. Yeah. And we, we are, you know, we're responsible for the knowledge we're given. So if we're given this knowledge that, oh, maybe, yeah, I am a little bit more distracted (laughs) than I need to be. Maybe my soul wasn't created for this kind of thing. Right. Then we need to think, okay, what was my soul created for? Yeah which is what I've been kind of listing. And it's so helpful for me to be able to, I'm a very like um, uh, external processor. So I have to talk about, or I have to write about things before I can understand them. I can't just mull it over in my head. Right. And for me to write down what is important, what is important in a day is it's life-changing. And it really is so freeing. I had a day just a few weeks ago where I 
it was like, I just, I flipped everything upside down. I was like, you know what? Like what we do today needs to be at the end of the day. Like I need to be able to say, yes, we, we lived today. Yeah. And, and that means when Willow asks, can you read this story? We read the story mm-hmm. because the dishes are always going to be there. There is always going to be more chores and, and I'm not being anti-schedule. I'm not being anti-productivity. That's not at all what I mean. You just, you know, what what is priority? What really has right. eternal weight? Yeah. And they, you know, right now I'm in the stage of motherhood where their little souls are just so vulnerable yeah. to me. And I am so vulnerable to them. And it's not always going to be that way. We're not always going to live so open to one another. No, I still feel vulnerable to you, <laughs> Sorry. but not in the way that I was when I was five, you know, <laughs> you know, they just, we're so well, good, <laughs> but you know, just, we're so intertwined at this stage yes, of life. Absolutely. And you know, it's almost like, it's almost difficult and blurry to like figure out where like my, you know, like my needs end and there's start and vice versa like we just live so close yeah. right well, now and it's the season for it and truthfully it's you know the the focus on that they need so much from you right now and if you right. as you're faithful to meet those needs you are equipping them to be independent but you're also nurturing a relationship that has roots and is right. going to last well, my point is there will always be, there will always be more to do. There will always be more work. So this one day, Ethan was gone. I had the kids and we read stories and we went through the alphabet. We did these things that I was like, you know what? I want to know that we did these things right at the end of the at day. The end of yeah. the day. Yeah. And ideally, yeah, we would have done that in a completely clean kitchen. We would have done that after the floors yeah. had been vacuumed, but other things happen. And I was like, okay, just what do I really want to know happened today? Right. And Ethan came when home. When you lay your head on the pillow. Exactly. What do you want? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was the same day that we also made a cake. And like, I mean, we actually did a lot of really fun things, but Ethan came home and he was like, I can tell you had a good day. Right. Because I can see the signs of it yeah. all over the place. <laughs> and I was just like, that's so beautiful. Remember that <laughs> the there are Places of beauty and signs of life. Yes. That was something that you gleaned and then shared with me. And I remember it's like, that's a game changer. Signs of life. Yeah. Yeah. Because when in our Pinterest world, in our, you know, Instagram world, where we're constantly just looking at places of beauty, particularly in our homes, people don't post their signs of life. And so we just feel shame and failure when we, you know, have stacks of books and papers and toys and dirty dishes and whatever, instead of saying, okay, right over there, that clean corner, that's beautiful. And I love it. And look at the picture on the wall and what I did. And then that mess over there, that's life. Yeah. That's life. And and the joke um, is that kids, you know, when you have little kids, well, that's a lot of life. A lot, a lot of life. But yeah. it's true. It's right, a, lot of life. a lot of life. All day. Happening. If you're a yeah. four-year-old, you know how much you learn in one day? Yeah. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. If Willie learns one phrase, she will say it 50 times in a day because she's learning. Yeah. And that's, and to tone in on that gives 
so much. I mean, that's the end. Everything else is, that's happening in the day that are means toward that, toward the life of, you know, um, that's happening. And, and I think that's what you're talking about is just really having the discernment to see, okay, all these tasks are mm-hmm. equal. And the life of your child, the mind of your child, the spirit of your child, that's, you know, that's on your to do, but it does, it, it just takes that higher priority. And we talked a while back about life hacks. And remember, I talked about SHMO. Yeah. And that, you know, um, it's my acronym that I came up with when you guys were small to help me remember mm-hmm. what's the hierarchy here. Right. Spirit, health mind order and right. i would just schmo to remember it mm-hmm. that i that your spirits were what mattered the most right and then your health and then your minds and then for me order was the house and it does matter and it but order facilitates all those other things order facilitates um your mind right your physical and spiritual and mental health and then the first you know thing being your spirit so in the craziness and the distraction and the overwhelming tasks that was just kind of my true north that always brought me back right and that i wasn't going to sacrifice spirit or mind for order right um and going all the way back you know to our where we started i think those rhythms and just the rhythm of a day, you know, the the morning, the afternoon, the evening, the night, you know, mm-hmm. just that rhythm. If we will receive it, it just it gives so much wisdom and mm-hmm. direction to our days. Mm-hmm. And it and it encompasses all the things we need. Rest, work. Right. It's good. Mm hmm.